F3, that's me. Every day, HC, F3, that's me. Every day, HC, F3, that's me. Every day, HC, F3, that's me. Every day, HC. This is Miles, and we're here with a special guest, uh, Possum. Good morning. Good to be with you. Uh, it's always a great time to uh, be on the radio with you. And, uh, you know, just want to mention um, that Red Light isn't here with us today. Uh, he's going through a procedure, prayers with him, and a lot of our packs are reaching out to him and, and supporting him. And Red Light, if you're listening, we're thinking about you, brother. Uh, and certainly uh, we look forward to you coming back. Um, hey, it uh, work out this morning. How'd it go, Possum? Uh, my run this morning was low and slow, which is what I had planned. Uh, but it was good. It was great. It was cool this morning, and it was a great group as always. Three S start the week. You know, three S two T. You know, it's not always you know speed, right? No, it's not. It's not always <laughs> speed. Sometimes it's stamina. And uh, I was there with you. Had a great run. Salty, salty lettuce on a run. Uh, went by his house. Did some hills. Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, I had to give him a hard time. He started out the workout with his shirt tucked in. He looked way, way too official <laughs> for a Monday morning F3 workout. I think he's used to being an official for soccer. And so <laughs> he had it tucked in, but well, it's good to be with you guys. We are continuing really our first season. This is our last episode in season one. And, and we're, uh, excited to engage and continue the conversation. The third F, uh, this section on prayer study and meeting all go together and we're talking about prayer today and you know with f3 we want men to be able to think of this leadership group as a gymnasium a place where you can practice not only your workouts and practice getting stronger in your fitness but also in fellowship and certainly it with your faith and we, we also look at that third F as prayer, study, and meeting as a component that should strengthen your faith, not guys shouldn't leave experiencing F3 with a weaker faith. And so that, that mindset comes into play. And, and so with prayer, there's a statement at the beginning of Q source, which, you know, possibly you and I were talking about this at the beginning, but I think these statements really provide a goal or a purpose for the entire chapter and prayer. That statement is the daily discipline of talking with the creator in order to build faith. And there's, there's three spurs, uh, that come out of that possibly want to take us through those three. Love to. A virtuous leader must have faith is the first spur. Second one is prayer provides answers. And the last, and my favorite, is prayer is the pro's antidote to worry. Yeah, I guess. So we want to walk through some of these concepts and make sure that, you know, as you're thinking through prayer, um, you know, Possum, you know, we were chatting beforehand, and, and I, certainly a lot of you listening probably have some experiences with prayer. And you might already have, you know, a certain way you think or do prayer, but just, just for, as a way of purpose, you know, there, there's a difference between a ritual prayer and a relationship prayer. And I think really Q source here is leaning more towards the relationship. And so 
when we think about a ritual versus a relationship with your creator, you know, a lot of us, like I grew up praying before my meals, praying before bed or even during church and, and prayer was something I did. And today it's very different for me where prayer isn't a moment in time. It's a, it's a connection with my creator throughout the day. And it's little conversations I have, and it's not this, this production that's public. And, and it's certainly more private for me. Um, Possum, how, what does prayer look like for you? I would agree with that. I think early on, um, in my walk, it, it was, there was a lot of structure to it. Uh, looking back, it was much more ritualistic than it is today. Uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think, uh, there's a lot of learning, uh, that's possible, if, uh, when that's the case, there's a lot of good habit building. Um, it's educational. I think for me, I, it's, it was an appetizer, so to speak. Um, you hear the saying prayer life. I don't think there is a prayer life. Uh, from my experience is that there's just life and prayer is a big part of it. Um, I, it's just for me, it, this day and age, it's just part of my, it's part of the daily fabric. Mm. Yeah. So well, I, I had this mentor and, and one point he described this scenario for me. So I want to, I want to do it with you, possum and get your thoughts on it. But he said, imagine there's a storm, a great storm and you're outside and you're climbing this mountain. That's a little slippery It's rocks and it's dark. It's in the evening it's wet and you're just, you're struggling and you're climbing this mountain. Can you see it? Can you feel it? I see it. Okay. I'm here. And so you get up the mountain and you just peek over and off in the distance, you see this shack, this old beat up shack with a little light inside. And it's almost like that's, I'm going to go there. Like I'm going to go there and find relief from the storm. And so you, you make your way there. And, and you climb the mountain, you get there and you go inside. There's nothing inside except for a table and two chairs. And you shut the door, you sit down and your creator is sitting across the table from you in a shack, in the middle of a storm. What do you say? What do you say to your creator in that moment? And that scenario changed my whole perception about what prayer is and what it should be. And so I try to go to that shack for my prayer. Mm. If I was sitting in that shack and one of my kids had made their way up that hill and walked in the door and sat down across from me, I would want to know whatever's on their mind. Yeah. Concerns, fears, ambitions, uh, no I distractions. wouldn't care at all about structure or distractions. Just talk to me. Exactly. And I think that's what our creator wants. Our creator wants a relationship with us and not necessarily this big public, you know, exhortation or presentation, more of what's on your mind, what's on your heart, what, what are your desires, what are your passions, what are your needs right now? without the distractions and feeling like you have to do it, you want to do it and be in relationship. And so, 
that that relationship versus a ritual changed my understanding of what it meant to have prayer and and really i mean the truth is you know epistemology is a quest for truth and understanding and reality so if you if you want to know the truth and the source of truth is your creator we should we should investigate that more have more communication with with our creator well it, as we get into these uh spurs you know virtuous leaders have faith you know why is that important why why do virtuous leaders need to have faith and that's one of the statements in q source and like to unpack that a little bit um possum you know why is that essential for our leaders to have uh, virtuous leaders to have faith thank you for clarifying uh it's not important for leaders um, but it is very important uh, for virtuous leaders in fact it's not possible uh, i don't think you can be a virtuous leader and not have faith and and i like there's a line in uh, this chapter that says without a belief in a power outside of himself a man will have no choice but to view himself as the king of the world yeah and a man who believes that he that lie cannot be a virtuous leader because he will be incapable of seeing himself first as a servant that's good and you know if you are the highest power you know the way you live and the way you operate your business and the way you go about your leadership is different than if you answer to a higher power or a creator uh, and living third and, and q source is really big about this concept on living third and possum i really appreciate the way you point out what living third means because it's not totally neglecting your own needs and some you know some men we talked about a spectrum where some men just focus only on others and some men only focus on themselves and i don't think we're talking about either one of those extremes uh but you know this idea of living third is certainly still taking care of yourself a hundred percent i think this is a great topic to work through um, forever uh, with your shield lock and your and your mentor if you have one and your mentees if you're doing that this is so important i see this as a this is a such a common uh, conversation subject uh, between other guys and myself is this living third and everyone likes to nod their head and say yeah 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 i put everyone in, ahead of me right um, mm -hmm. and i think we have to be careful with that that'd be one end of the spectrum like you talked about but we can't bring everything that we need to our relationships unless we're taking care of ourselves. so if we define living third as putting ourselves at the end of the list on a daily basis um, we're not going to be able to actually accomplish what we say is important to us we can't actually take care of um, and lead the people that God's put us around um, unless we are paying attention to our own self-care needs. Um, but again, it's not at the expense of all of those relationships and those people. We can go overboard with that and we can become too arrogant and uh, nobody matters but uh, me sort of thinking. But I think there's so much room in between those two ends of the spectrum for us to operate in and to practice in on a daily basis and to kind of work through and grow, especially with our shield lock. Yeah, this kind of played out for me um, <clears throat> a few weeks ago. I went to the Middle East. I went to um, Amman, Jordan with a group of students from the university. And we went to Petra. And Petra is this, you know, incredible 
city that's built into the rock. If you've seen Indiana Jones, uh, the movie, uh, the Holy Grail one, then you've seen Petra or one of the buildings in Petra. The, it's called the Treasury. But that's a 10-mile hike. And you climb a huge mountain during this hike. And, and you know, if I wasn't fit enough, like if I wasn't, I had to take care of myself in such a way that I was fit enough to do that hike. But most of the students struggle through it and they're half my age. And so because I took care of myself, I was able to care for them during that extreme hike. In fact, I gave them all my water, all my food, and, and that allowed me to live third. And so what I hear you saying, Possum, is you can, if you ignore yourself, you, you're not fit enough to be actually live third because people are caring for you. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, what's that saying? That uh, Be an asset, right? So yeah. if you look at the Q-Source, um, you look at the G3L, you look at the last quadrant is leave right. That is last. Yeah. Uh, the first quadrant is get right. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's prescriptive. We get right so that we can live right so that we can lead right. Uh, we find ourselves in a society wants to jump right to leading because we think leading is uh, knowing yeah. a lot about leadership and how to define it and reading lots of books about it. But uh, what are we leading? If, if I can't take care of myself and, and, and establish some daily practices where I'm improving and maintaining my health emotionally, psychologically, and physically. I'm just not putting myself in the best position to help those people that I say that I help, that need help or that I love or that I value or that I've been put in a position of leadership with. That's good. That's good. So at some point, um, you know, men to live third isn't ignoring your own needs, but caring for others in in a way but i mean learning how to communicate your needs is still part of the expectations as a man when you're even living third and so uh, we don't want to neglect our own needs because then you can't care for others and and so i have a i have a perspective about what leadership is and when i you know my profession i prepare educators for the classroom k-12 and we talk about transformational servant leadership. And so I do believe that um, as Jesus portrayed in the Bible, that the best way to transform people is to serve them. And so if you want to see change in someone, it's through serving them instead of commanding them uh, to, to, to move through a change, is to serve them and support them through that. So it's living third. You know, as you know, the second kind of the second component of this is is uh, really a real essential and foundational component to faith, and that's the what what. And you know, prayer provides answers. You know, this is one of the one of the spurs and Q source. And you know, when you pray to your Creator, you're seeking the truth. And one, you know one of the foundational components is the what what which is what happens when i die that's the first what which we don't really want to spend a lot of time on because that's an individual question for men and as you wrestle through that what you know what do you think is going to happen when you die and then the second question is really focused on what you can do about it 
And because there's things that are outside of our control, there are things that we cannot control. And, and the second, what is, what does that mean about the way I should live? And that's the active component about the what, what. And so possum, you know, when we think about the what, what and prayer, how does, how do those play together? like to go back uh, before we go forward on that. There's a statement in this section that says, because he is a pro, the high impact man seeks the truth so that he can get prepared for the expected and be prepared for the unexpected. And um, mm. I'm so glad you brought this up because F3 doesn't dictate what we should believe in uh, or who we should have faith in. Uh, but what we do encourage is that we practice a faith and we explore what do we believe? I think we all believe in something. Mm -hmm. We're all worshiping something or some things. And this is a space uh, in F3 where you can uh, get to know each other and talk about that. We should be able to freely express what we believe in. And more importantly, why do we believe it? And I think that's what's so important about prayer is that's part of the exploration of why do I believe what I say I believe? Mm -hmm. And if I believe that, what does that say about what I should be doing today, mm -hmm. right now, in this moment? We could even pray that question. 100%. What should I be doing in my life right now because I believe this is what I happen when I die? Or this is what happens when I die? That could be a prayer. It could be. I rolled up on a guy, a uh, couple guys this morning on our run, and I, I asked, I said, let's play some word association. I'm going to say a word, and you tell me what pops in your mind. Okay. And I said, prayer. Yeah. First guy said, Jesus. Okay. Which is a safe answer, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But I, so I uh, changed my questioning a little bit, rolled up on the next guy and said, why do you pray? Yeah. And I'm like, as I'm saying that to him, I'm like, why do I pray? Yeah. This is something we should be thinking about. <laughs> and uh, it ended up, he said, I get direction. That's where I get direction. Mm. That's good. And that, that's kind of the second question. Is what should I be doing with my life? What should I be doing and what I can control? Sometimes prayer can be releasing what you can't control too. And I think that's kind of the next section, but, um, you know, the, what, what is, uh, is it important? And I, you know, I mentioned to you too, possum that, you know, we could spend our whole life thinking about rules. And we could think about our whole life with putting everyone in a box or, or saying, don't spit here. You shouldn't do this and you can't do that. And, um, you know, our government has laws and expectations, which really aren't the moral compass. And prayer provides a direction about what you should do with your life. And we know things are wrong. Like, I think we intuitively know a lot about what we should do and shouldn't do. Uh, but when there's gray area, prayer can help provide an answer to what you should be doing. I would agree. I think, uh, you know, there's a big debate. Does prayer change things? Does it change what God's going to do or God's will? And that's a probably a 20 hour conversation, but to me, it's not really relevant anymore. It was when I was younger, mm -hmm. but what I've experienced through prayer is either I don't know if I actually, in my prayers, change things that are going to happen, but I know I'm changed. Yeah. My perspective is changed. Um, whether it's just being freed of a burden, 
freed of a worry. It could be mm. something that simple. I have witnessed things change. Um, mm-hmm. And I've released needing to know how and why that works. Mm. Um, but I know that prayer for me is just a tool that I can use moment by moment, day to day, um, to release things that I'm not actually equipped to even handle hmm. or get guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that because sometimes we pray for God to do things. Mm-hmm. And other times our prayer should be what you, a direction for what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And I think even early in my life, a lot of my prayers were, God, do this for me. You know, God, I want this so badly. I want this starter jacket. You know, I want this baseball card. I wanted that jacket too. Yeah, they're great jackets. Um, but I think a lot of my prayers now are direction, clarity, truth, seeking truth from the Lord, um, our Creator, uh, and and that that's such an important point. Possibly, I'm glad you brought that up because if if we're being the change agent through our prayer, I think that's more of God or, you know, our creator already knows the truth and already has direct. Our prayers aren't changing things except for us, most likely. Um, And finding God's will or the Lord, you know, our creator's will uh, and his guidance. Oh, it's so true. I mean, I love the serenity prayer for this. Oh, yeah. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. It's hard to beat that. Such a good Is there anybody you know that couldn't use more acceptance Mm -hmm. um, or courage or wisdom? Yes, right here. I'm I'm raising my hand. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, as we move on uh, and and really kind of dive into what, you know, both of us, you know, Possum and I think are, it is the most important topic today is, you know, I think men kind of absorb and hold on to a lot of worry, which can turn into anxiety and become physically and, you know, intellectually crippling for a man and actually have, you know, effects on, on our behavior, our relationships and our life. And prayer can be and should be an antidote to worry and anxiety. And, and I think, um, we don't always use it that way, but you know, as this as just as a silly example, but you know, Carrie Underwood came out with the, with this, with a song that was really popular. It was Jesus take the wheel. And when I think about just the words of that song, it's so liberating to me in that, I mean, we're not really in control. I mean, the truth is like, we want to be, I think we want to be in a lot of things. Um, but once you give up the control, you actually let go of a lot of the worry and anxiety and realize I'm not the most important person in the room. Uh, there's something bigger than me, bigger than humanity out there that is really guiding everything. And it's my job to seek the truth in that and not be the answer for it. Mm, So true. She says, take the wheel. Um, But the reality is we tried to take the wheel. That's what we're doing. 
that's what our ego wants to do on a daily basis, right? Oh yeah. We want to take the wheel until things, the, the tires start wobbling and then, uh, we want to give that wheel up, but some of us don't know how to do that. And that's where prayer comes in. And I do think, uh, to your earlier point, there is prayer can be very cathartic, uh, related mm-hmm. to anxiety and worry. Uh, so you have that component, like just releasing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, um, that for me, that's been very important. Just, just giving myself permission to go to God and speak to him directly and exactly like I would speak to you mm-hmm. or my brother or my friend, um, and not feeling like I had to have all my stuff together before I prayed or that I had to, you know, be really good at following rules so that he would hear me. Um, mm-hmm. when I made that transition, um, my, prayer changed. It took on a whole different personality from ritualistic and rule driven and kind of being something that's required to something that I felt compelled to do. I, I can't imagine, um, and I actually feel empathy for some friends that I have that, that don't currently believe in anything outside of themselves. I don't know how they get through life. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know how they get through life without having something bigger than them to talk to and to release that stuff to. Yeah. It's, it's, you wonder, you know, I, I tried to go into my, to my mind about a really close friend, you know, someone that you could tell anything to that, you know, you wouldn't, you know, your relationship wouldn't be changed and you know, your deepest, darkest secrets and, and, you know, it's impossible to have someone like that in human form by you at all times. And, you know, I, I know what you do, Possum, for a living. And I, and my job, too, I feel like it can be quite lonely. Like in my role, there's a lot of information that comes my way that I can't share with other humans. There's HR issues. There's confidentiality. Mm. Uh, and and so I, I have to I hold that in. And it's, it's difficult. It's challenging. It, it's emotional. It's frustrating, uh, to not be able to convince other people about why circumstances are the way that they are. And you can't give everyone all I'm, I'm speaking, I think too much in a philosophical way, but (laughs) my point is you can give all of that frustration and, and emotion and, the loneliness you feel in those moments, you can pray and ask for strength and, and encouragement, uh, and, and peace and peace. Yeah. Peace. So, take a slight turn. Um, I don't want to sound arrogant, but it is lonely at the top. Yeah. So a lot of us in our career paths, we get promoted and get promoted and get promoted, get promoted, or we own a business. Yeah. And what comes along with that, is what you just said. You get uh, more and more information, and I don't know what it is about my career. Um, people would confess things to me that had nothing to do with work. Right. Um, and, you know, you can't, there's really nothing to act on most of the time, but now they've taken that monkey off their back and put it on yours. Right. Um, or there is things that need to be acted on. And there's other people, always other people involved that want answers and want that we can't give. Um, 
So prayer is an important part of that, but I do want to throw this in that if you're, if you're in that spot in your career, please find somebody outside of your company mm-hmm. that gets that doesn't matter. It's not industry specific. Um, and, and spend some time regularly, grab lunch and coffee with them and just spill the, just be able to vent to them. Uh, yeah. it really helps because it is lonely. Um, <clears throat> and I think that can turn itself, uh, probably a good topic for another episode, but that can, uh, create some really unhealthy coping mechanisms if you're not careful about it. Um, and early on in my career, I didn't lean on prayer as much as I could have. Uh, and I paid the price. Yeah, that's good. And you know, when you worry about some of the decisions you need to make, especially the higher you get, the buck kind of stops more and more and you're making really intense decisions. And the worry that goes along with that, I don't think I anticipated that. You know, I took a promotion and you don't often think when I take this promotion, am I equipped to handle perhaps the worry or isolation that goes along with it? I, I no. didn't, I, we never think about I that. I didn't think about guess that. What? Yeah. We're not trained. Yeah. But I think what I've done is through prayer and a whetstone and a shield lock you know, relationships, those have really helped me navigate those difficulties. Um, Cause I, you know, even our businesses don't provide solutions to that. You know, there's not a natural support system. The higher you go, you have to go outside of your own industry to find that support. So that's what I love about F3. Honestly, the relationships and guys that I've developed relationships with, have been the best in helping me be successful in my, with my mammon. Oh, bar none. I mean, the network, if you lean in and you're willing to actually be known Mm -hmm. so that you can get to know other people, everything you could possibly need is readily available right here. It just is, but you got to raise your hand and you got to lean in. And, uh, you got to find guys like me and miles that have all the bumps and bruises and the scar tissue built up already. And if you're 35, I'm 48, mm-hmm. you know, I spent 25 plus years managing teams from nine to 110. And I have literally heard it all yeah. and I've seen it all. <laughs> <laughs> and I can be a good sounding board for you or someone else out there in F3 can be, but um, pray, make it a daily practice, a daily discipline um, and listen. I think we don't talk enough about listening uh, when we talk about prayer. Hmm. And maybe just one other piece about this worry is, um, you know, when you think about concentrica and your priorities and when you just sit down and pray, um, a lot of your priorities and the reality of what's important in your life can, can sift itself out. Cause sometimes we worry about very minor things that aren't, and those can, those can almost, you know, cripple us, uh, and, and not let us move forward with really important decisions. And so prayer is, is so essential, I think, in helping us just focus and hone in on the priorities in our life and what's important when we think about our relationship with our creator, our M, our 2.0s, you know, those relationships are more important than our mammon. And um, I think as men, 
uh, we can let our our mammon consume us so much that we almost put that as a priority over our family. Uh, and so prayer can help restructure and reevaluate your values and priorities, uh, thinking about your concentrica. And, you know, Possum, I don't know about you, but COVID highlighted something really important. Um, we were all forced into our homes to learn. And, you know, there's a lot of these physical boundaries and barriers that were put up. Like we go to school, we go to work and we, but now we were doing everything in the same room and it made us multitask immediately. And so we have like five, 10 things coming at us at all times. And prayer just for that moment helps you block all that out and focus and, and take out all the distractions and just focus on one thing. And that's your relationship with the creator. And so I think we need to build that back into our lives, the stamina of focusing on one thing at a time. I mean, I don't know about you, but the distractions that happen on a daily basis can be almost crippling for me to get a, get a task even to get a task done. And so the building in this idea that we can focus on one thing and remove distractions, I think we need to build that stamina in our lives more. Mm. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think that a skill that we should be teaching in high school is the ability to simply pay attention. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. We talk about it. But we've lost that skill Yep. and building the skill through practice of simply paying attention to what actually is in front of us. If you, if I watch my teenagers mm -hmm. and this isn't, uh, I do this too. So it's not just a teenage thing, but it seems like it's uh magnified carrying around their phone, watching something on YouTube yeah. while they're making something to eat. And yes. then they, they sort of eat and there's something going on all the time and then they leave and, and the, the, a common denominator is you're not actually paying attention to no. what you're doing. That's why water gets poured into the bowl with cereal instead of milk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, or whatever yeah. it is. Um, yeah. And this, this, uh, I do think you bring up a great point that I think prayer has helped me, helps me kind of recenter myself. Mm -hmm. um, it, and I think that it is a practice. So I want everyone, I want to encourage everyone to start where you're at. Don't overthink this thing. Talk to your creator as you see him or her, mm -hmm. whatever, um, and practice it and just go from where you're at and uh, see what happens. Yep. And, you know, prayer. So I read this book. It's called The Minute, The Minute Challenge. And uh, it's a great book. And, you know, I've always thought of prayer as this thing you do and then you turn your attention to something else. But this minute challenge says, hey, for one minute, stay, keep your mind connected to your creator for one minute. And then the next day, do two. And the next day, do three. And so what you do is you, you build this stamina and you realize I could stay connected to my creator throughout the day, even while I'm in a meeting, even while I'm driving, even while I'm working on a task and you're better for it. Keeping connected to your creator helps you avoid 
falling into temptation, falling into, you know, things you shouldn't be doing that don't help you move towards the second what, the what, what, you know, when you're, what should you be doing in your life? And so you build this stamina of maintaining connection to your creator throughout the day. And uh, that's prayer for me mm. is reconnecting my mind to my creator in such a way that I feel that presence, feel that connection. And I'm continually saying prayers and thoughts to my creator throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how often do we hear, I don't know what to do. I need more clarity. And then we get on YouTube. Oh, yeah. We listen to 53 podcasts on a subject. I don't think any of us are going to get more clarity by inputting more information. We're, we don't have a lack of information right, right now. Right. We have a lack of execution. And I think that what runs uh, below that lack of execution is, quote unquote, not knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. That's where I think prayer has been so valuable. Well, I don't think it has been valuable for me. Mm -hmm. And I still find myself in, wait a minute, what am I? I'm fretting over all these deep. This isn't my deal. Yeah. This is his deal. Yeah. For me, this is his deal. I had nothing to do with being here, being put here on this planet. Right. I probably won't have anything to do with leaving it. Um, so (laughs) in my belief system, like I'm just putting it back on him. I'm not equipped or wired to do most of the worrying that I do. I don't, are we called to worry? I do. I don't see that anywhere. Um, and we can look around us and we know it's not working. We just call it anxiety and we have other names for it. Um, um, and we've created all these quote unquote solutions, whether they be chemical or, or otherwise. And, and, and honestly, it's just us trying to carry burdens that we're not designed to carry in the first place. Self-medicate. And it's no wonder we don't yeah. feel good. Right. We're not designed for that. Right. The self-medication that we do uh, is is not really addressing the issue. And prayer, whereas prayer could remove the need to self-medicate. Um, and and I think Red Light would even say, hey, sometimes there is there is a good reason to, to you know, I think there is medication that helps some real serious issues, uh, but prayer can help address some of the issues that we deal with. Uh, shout out to you, Red Light. We miss you. Miss you, brother. Now, there's four, I think there's four antidotes to, you know, four different ways or options for us when we worry that Q Source identifies. And and so we can, we can if we're, when we're worrying, you know, we can surrender to that worry and that has a certain outcome. You know, second option is to confront it on our own by ourselves. Um, and I think men feel like they can tackle most things on their own. Um, mm-hmm. and then third, how's that working out? <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it, it, in my experience, you're better when other people are involved. There's always a better solution, including your creator. Yeah. But the third option is seeking help uh, with another man uh, and, you know, bringing in a, a group or another person. And the fourth, when you're worrying, a fourth option is to pray, pray to your creator. And so you can surrender to it. You can confront it on your own. You can get a buddy or two, or you can pray. Uh, and you can do more than one of those. Mm-hmm. But those are our options for addressing worry. Yeah, so so um, the I love how the chapters um, Dred's really good at kind of laying this out because he does know um, 
you know, he's in our demographic. So these are, you see option one surrender and that option surrendering, not in a good way. It's surrendering no. to how a, the anxiety and worry and how it's making you feel and kind of capitulating to that, which usually means you don't move in any direction, yeah. which doesn't help. But, and then the option two that Miles talked about that, that's the one we're all, that's our default. We're just going to like, I'm just going to push through it. Well, we don't push through any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like working out too hard, not paying attention to our body. You're either, you're either going to rest your body or your body will rest you. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. It happened to me the other day. I, and this is my, my default is certainly the second option and trying to tackle it myself. Same. Yeah. Same. Well, yeah, I think, you know, just the, the, this idea of prayer addressing our worries, um, I feel complete relief. Just, just imagine someone, you know, the biggest challenge you have ever faced lands on your desk at work and it's going to take months and months and perhaps years of work. And what if you had an employee that you trusted so much and you said, I'm going to give this to you. And, and I'm just going to trust that you are going to do this and, and do it right and accomplish it. And that's all you had to do. In a way, could that be prayer? It is for me. Yeah. I mean, and what you, when that employee says the words that every boss and a wife wants to hear, I'll take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, he means it. And you, you know, know she means it. You know, you the, know you're good. Yeah, and so isn't that freeing? Don't you feel the so the freedom, Light, lightness? It lightens everything up. Mm-hmm. That's where we're meant to live, people. Yeah, we're not meant to live carrying around a load. That is not masculinity. Masculinity yeah. Yeah. is knowing what to release and when to release it, and when to ask for help and who to ask. You got to raise your hand. So good. So. This idea of prayer, uh, a virtuous leader must have faith. Prayer provides answers, and prayer is the prose antidote to worry. Um, those are really the three, spur, you know, three spurs that we focused on today, and had a few examples there. Possum, appreciate you joining me this morning. Uh, working out with you on a daily basis is sure uh, a treat, and just appreciate how you lead in the gloom. You lead the men in F three and. Is there anything you want to leave everyone with regarding prayer and maybe a, a shout out to, to anyone? And certainly what, what's, what's a blessing you give everyone in your thoughts about prayer? I would say my encouragement to you would be just try it. And, and I'll take it one step further because we're men. I would say test it. Mm. Test these spurs, these takeaways, uh, that especially the last two, prayer provides answers and prayer is the pros antidote to worry. I have found these to be 100% true in my life when I exercise hmm. the prayer, uh, when I actually do it. And my challenge and encouragement to all of you is try it out. Yeah. If it doesn't work, call me, call miles. We'll sit down with you and have some coffee or whatever yeah. we need to do. Um, and don't overthink it. Just start where you're at and just, just I'm, test it I'm out. I'm calling you right now. You can, you can call, you can okay. call. I will answer <laughs> red light. I miss you. Um, praying for you. Um, for what it's worth, I did not sit in your chair. The, the yeah, shoes yeah, were too big for me to fill. <laughs> um, so I'm over here in the, uh, you know, where the, the 
the guest chair. The guest chair. Yeah. yeah. It's not as comfortable. It doesn't look as comfortable as yours. And the microphone's not as nice either. <laughs> well, Possum, appreciate you. And, and guys, thanks for season one. Uh, season two, just so you know, we're going to focus on uh, men's psychology and various topics to help men continue to grow. And hopefully you continue listening and share the podcast with others. Uh, certainly the ones that impact you. And appreciate you guys. F3. That's me. Every day, AC. F3. That's me. Every day, AC. F3. That's me. Every day, AC. F3. That's me. Every day, AC.